Hey, you're listening to the Quarry Podcast. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted with us today. Um, I want to start off tonight um, by thanking some people. Um, first of all, I want to thank PJ, Pastor Jordan, um, for allowing me to speak tonight. Um, ultimately, this is his pulpit. So um, I appreciate it. It's an honor to speak up here. And um, I wanted to thank Morgan and Amzi um, for asking me to speak. Um, I was thinking about this. There's voice crack number one. <laughs> Water's going to come in handy. <laughs> um, but thank you for that. I was thinking about um, my time in the quarry. I've been a part of the quarry for like 17 years. been to like... Probably at least 17 camps in the meantime, and more when you consider like winter retreats and things like that. And um, and I was always I kind of wondered from time to time, like, well, I wonder if I would ever be asked to speak at Corey, like you know, at any point in time. And uh, when they asked me, I was like, man, I should be surprised. But at the same time, I felt like I really wasn't. So I don't know if it was like this Holy Spirit telling me, like, no, this is what you're supposed to do. So I appreciate it. I want to thank. My wife, for being here, my beautiful wife, thank you. And this isn't a, a message on relationships. You can exhale, but I just want to let you all know it's very important who you get connected with because without her, I can almost assure you all I would not be here tonight up here. So I want to thank you for being here. Thanks. <laughs> so uh, Morgan and Amzie asked me to speak on uh, prayer tonight. And as I was thinking about prayer, and um, what came to me was really a life of prayer and um, tying that into camp. Yes, that's good. And so actually, um, Pastor Jordan did a series on this back in the fall of 2020, um, and the first sermon he did was literally titled A Life of Prayer. So this is literally piggybacking off of that and just kind of tying it into camp, so... Nothing new. I know we've all heard this before, but I think we need to hear it again. Um, so that is what I'm talking about. And so to start off, um, I wanted to basically start off with a definition of what is prayer. Ask the question, what is prayer? Because we all hear the word prayer thrown around all the time. Most of us in here are church kids. Um, We've grown up hearing the word prayer all the time. Even our culture out there knows kind of what prayer is. They throw the word out there all the time. Um, But I feel like in a lot of ways, I grew up personally in this church, and for whatever reason, like it took till like literally a few years ago for me to realize like no prayer, what prayer really is. Um, And I feel like religion has twisted our view of what prayer actually is. Um, we, when we think of prayer, when the world thinks of prayer, um, those of us who've been in church a long time, we tend to think of, um, you know, when I come to prayer to God, I got to go to my prayer closet for at least half an hour or I'm not getting the job done. Um, I have to say the name of Jesus, like, Ten times uh, in a prayer, I have to list out three scriptures that I'm standing on. Uh, I need, you know, all these different things got to go into my prayer or else my prayer is just a failure. You know, really, that's what it comes down to. We're thinking, like, 
well, Lord, I've, I've only got five minutes this morning and less than enough time to get three scriptures out and the name of Jesus in 20 times. So uh, I guess catch you next time. Uh, so, and honestly, we all fall into that trap. I've, I've been there many times. And as I'm talking tonight, I don't want to come from a place of like, I've got this all together. Um, you know, I don't feel like a prayer giant by any means, but I feel like for me personally, I've grown up in this church. I've been around prayer people um, a lot. I've heard a lot of prayer sermons, probably more than I could ever count. <laughs> so um, it's just, you know, things that I've picked up over time and then just the realization of what prayer actually is. So let's get into that. Um, so prayer is simply talking to God at the very basic form. What prayer is, is talking to God. Um, so we can go ahead with that first scripture, um, Philippians 4, um, 6 through 7. And I know most of us in here know the scripture. It's quoted a lot, but I think it's important, um, especially on this topic. So it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And we can go ahead and go to the Passion. Um, Passion translation says, Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering uh, your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. Um, so this was really a scripture that came to me recently, and I've honestly kind of been speaking this, these scriptures over myself each day and kind of thinking about them. And really the phrase that jumps out to me is telling God um, every detail of your life. I think it's easy for us to gloss over that and think, what's the point of that? Like, why would I tell God every detail of my life? Honestly, why does God care about the details of my life? Um, and really the answer to that is God wants relationship. Um, he doesn't want this to be a religious duty. God wants relationship with you. He just simply, he simply wants to talk to you. Um, and... Like Pastor Jordan said in his message back in um, the fall, he says, he literally calls this the life of prayer, talking to God, a relationship with God. Um, that's what it's about. Um, let me go here in my notes. So I looked up the word detail real quick because um, I was thinking about that word, like what does detail really mean? And it's really simple. It just says detail is an individual feature, a fact, or an item. So my question to you all tonight would be, what are the ind individual facts um, or items that make up any one of your days? Think about that. Like, what are the things that you do every day? Um, just, you know, nothing grand or like you went to uh, Kings Island or something great, you know. Just like, what did you do? Where did you go during the day? 
Um, did you go with your parents? God forbid, grocery shopping or, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever you're doing. Um, if you're going to school, um, you know, the decisions that you're making every day, God wants to know about those. Um, it's not about, it's not all about um, the big things in your life, the, the things where like, well, God, I got to know where to go to college. God, I got to know who to marry. God, I got to know uh, I, I'm not feeling well. Lord, um, you got to heal me. Like, of course, go to God during those times. But it's better to have that relationship with him um, at all times. And you're talking to him about the details of your life, the individual facts um, in your life that make up each and every one of your days. And, you know, it's easy, you know, we can, if the only time you're praying or talking to God is like when you hear one of us up here, Morgan or AMZ or PJ on Sunday, or your parents are like, hey, you need to pray. Like, you need to get up in the morning. You need to pray 15 minutes in the morning or whatever. And you're doing that, you know, because you have to. Like, you are praying but you're not really praying by what the Bible says prayer is, honestly. Like, it's, it's you're communicating with God. God hears you. But it's not really prayer because it's not a relationship. So <laughs> we can call that prayer, but it's not real prayer. <laughs> like, yes, you should pray. Your parents tell you to pray. Yes, pray. Obey them, but it's not real prayer. Real prayer is relationship. Telling God the details of your life. And yes, of course, you, probably, you need to have designated times in your day to pray. You need to have designated times to talk to God. But it's more than that. And it's every day as you go about your day talking to God. As you go through each of your days. Um, so I wanted to ask a question too here. Why does God want us to tell him the things that he already knows. Like, God knows all these details about our lives. You know, why, why does he care? Why does God want us to still tell him? Why does he want, him, why does he want us to tell him these things? Um, the answer really to that is you're showing God faith in him, that you literally believe in him, um, that he cares about you, number one, and that um, he exists. Um, how about that? And he <laughs> he created you, yeah. a novel idea. <laughs> um, and also the idea that um, he has the answers to help you during these during your day, each and every day as you go about your day. Um, so you're showing him that you believe in him, you have faith in him, and you can't please God if you don't have faith. So you're pleasing God as you go about your day, showing your belief in him, like, God, I'm communicating with you. It may feel awkward. It may feel like I'm just speaking to silence, you know, but you're still showing you, your belief in God, your faith in him. So I have another question here, and it is what, so ask yourself this question. What is holding me back from talking to God? Um, now, some of you all in here may already have a relationship with God. I hope you do. I hope all of us have at least to a level of talking to God. Um, but, you know, I think we are, none of us are 100%, myself included, not 100%. We all have areas to improve. Um, 
when it comes to talking to God. We all miss it. We all drop it. The ball, you know, day a day, days on end, weeks on end even, and months on end. We've all been there. Uh, I've been there plenty of times, guys. It's, I'm not perfect. Um, <laughs> but so the question, um, what is holding me back from talking to God? And really what it comes down to is do I really believe that God hears me when I talk to him? Number one, do I really believe that God hears me when I'm praying to him, talking to him? Do I really believe in that? Um, that's the first one. And most of us do. I think most Christians would say yes to that first one without hesitation. Of course, we, if you believe God exists, you believe that he hears you when you pray. The second one is where it gets a little bit more interesting. Do I really believe that God will respond to me when I talk to him? And that's where I think most Christians would still say yes, but we don't truly believe that. We don't truly believe that when I come to God and I say, Lord, I'm struggling in biology, and um, I don't know what I'm going to do because I'm just not getting it. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm looking like, am I a fail, blah, blah, blah. And you come to him, do you really believe he's going to respond to you? If you did, we would all go to God in these situations. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. Lord, I'm struggling with name the issue in your life. I'm spending too much time on social media. I can't get anything done in my life that means anything. I'm struggling with time management. You know, he will help you, but you have to believe he will respond to you. And that's where a lot of us miss it is, yeah, we might believe, we might say yes to question number one. I believe God hears me when I pray. But then we often, by our actions, they say, but I don't really believe if I talk to him that he would help me. You know, and we want that instant gratification of hearing God's voice like immediately back to us um, instead of realizing that when I talk to God, you're not probably going to hear something back immediately. I rarely do, ever. Um, Often it's just kind of like a knowing later, and it's like, that worked out. And I don't know how it worked out, but that worked out. And, you know, it just happens. It's not, you're not going to feel the answer probably immediately drop into your heart. Sometimes you might. Sometimes you might get a feeling. But a lot of times you're not going to get that. And so you just have to push through that awkwardness. Um, The scripture after this is Jeremiah um, 29, 12 through 13. You can go to that. <clears throat> oh, it's 29. Sorry. I don't know if I gave you the wrong reference. 29, 12 through 13. When I saw that, I was like, I don't recognize that. <laughs> I mean, I have it in my notes, so I could read it off to you guys. No problem. Um, I'll just read it off my notes. That's okay. Um, in those days, this is the new living. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Um, Amplified Classic says, Then you will seek me, inquire for, and require me as a vital necessity, and find me when you search for me with all your heart. So there it is. That's the key. You have to go after God. You have to seek him 
um, you have to, um, when you pray to him, he says right here, I will listen. And then, and then it says, you will find me. So not only says that he's listening to you, it also says you'll find him. And that's really the payoff on the, on the whole thing. That's the payoff is you will end up finding God in, there, in that moment. It may not feel like you're finding God in the moment, but when it comes down to it, you're going to find God if you keep pressing in on, into him. Um, so I wanted to switch gears kind of quickly here and go into um, tying this into camp. And so, you know, we talk about a life of prayer, but what does that mean when it comes to camp? Camp's coming up here in like three and a half weeks. Um, it's going to be here before you know it. <laughs> it's already been going fast, so it's going to be here before you know it. But, you know, I think this is really important when it comes to camp and perhaps something, I don't want to say we've missed it, but like every year I know I've experienced this where I go to camp and maybe I'm not doing everything I know I need to be doing going into camp. I don't feel like I'm um, where I need to be spiritually going into camp. And the thing about camp is that God is going to meet you there no matter where you're at spiritually um, because God is good and he's merciful. <laughs> We've all been there, where, especially those of us who've been going to camp for a while now, um, you know, where you go to camp and you're not feeling it maybe, but you get there and you have a great experience and you come back changed. But I think um, to take camp to the next level for all of us in here and for us to really be affected long-term, we kind of need to approach camp differently maybe than we have in the past. And, you know, camp is affected positively or negatively by what you do leading up to camp. And, you know, I would never call camp a failure, um, but, you know, really what makes camp... A true success is what you end up doing with what you got at camp after camp. And if you go from camp and you don't take with what you got, if you don't take what you got from camp with you after camp and live it, live with it, I'm not going to say it's a failure because God will, you know, he'll bring up those experiences back to you later in life, et cetera, et cetera, if you're not living it, even if you're not living it. And you can still be changed by those experiences and it'll help you, but I think there's just a better way to, better way to do it than that, you know, um, we can live camp all year if we want to, we say that all the time, really around camp season, and then ends up, you know, well, we don't really live it, (laughs) but, you know, I've been there too, plenty of times, don't get me wrong, I'm not here up here saying to you all something that I've done perfectly every camp as well. Um, so when I was making this, these notes here, I was like, oof, yeah. you know, um, these are good, Lord, but I got to live this <laughs> after I say these. <laughs> so it's not like, you know, this is great, but actually I got to live this now. <laughs> so, you know, I wanted to ask, you know, how the question of how we can be abandoned to God yeah. at camp you know, during the praise and worship, and I saw myself doing this, 
beforehand, but like you're up here, praise and worship, you're at the front, and it's whatever, night three, and you're abandoned to God, and you're singing as loud as you can. Um, the band is on it, of course, and um, <laughs> the electric guitar player, flawless. Um, <laughs> the drummer, of course, flawless. Um, and then Corey comes around a month later, maybe school has started for you, probably, and we show up on Corey night, and the band starts to play, and we got this going on. Yes, come on. Wow. And or, or if we're like really kind of like, yes. ah, here we are. You know, this is kind of awkward, God, but I'll give you this. <laughs> Here's my offering. <laughs> and, um, you know, we kind of mumble the words off. Man, the drummer's off tonight. He's not on it. The uh, electric electric guitar player just missing every note. The you know key player he's on it though. He's on it. Bassist he's on it for sure. But man, it's just not working for you. And but why is that though? Why do we go from camp where it's amazing? You have no inhibitions in worship. You're responding in the services. Um, and then we show up for Corey a month later, whatever it may be, two months later, and it's like, well, God, I'm here. I made it. Uh, it's kind of awkward, but <laughs> nice to see you. Um, but I don't really want to be here. I kind of want to just get out and play volleyball or whatever it might be, and then let's just hurry through this part and just get on with our night, you know, kind of a thing. So why is that? You know, and I was asking that question. Really, that was what kind of dropped into my spirit when I was thinking about this. It's like, why is it that way for us? And so, really, the answer to that I feel like is it's our relationship with God. Um, where is your relationship with God? And you set yourself up for a successful camp experience when you already have the relationship with God going into camp. And then you can carry that out in your life after camp. So you can carry out what you got at camp afterwards when you have the relationship with God. And so the illustration that came to me when I was thinking about this, like one of the first things I thought of when I was thinking about this message was the long-lost friend. And I know a lot of you all in here may be maybe too young for this, uh, but some of you all probably have experienced this up to this point, but if you've had a long-lost friend, um, this person who you probably had a lot, some good memories with, good experiences, but you just ended up parting ways for whatever reason it might be, um, and you just, you know, you haven't seen them for a while, be it a year, two years, however long it may be. Um, And then what ends up happening is you run into them somewhere, you know, you... um, just randomly run into them, and it's like, oh, hey, great to see you. It's been a long time. Um, And you'll talk to them. Um, You'll have maybe a great conversation with them. You'll catch up. It's like, hey, let's, you know, how are you doing? You catch up with them, and you see what's going on in their lives, um, and vice versa. Um, Maybe you'll relive some memories you had with them, um, some good times, crack some jokes on people um, from your past and whatnot. And then... (laughs) We all do. Um, And then 
what happens is you say bye and you're like, hey, let's catch up again sometime. You know, let's, we should meet up again, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Let's exchange numbers if you don't have their number. Um, or maybe they erased your number. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so there's that. Um, and so what ends up happening, though, after that, a lot of times, I mean, not every time, but a lot of times is you go away from that and it's like, oh, man, I should reach out to them. You think about them. Um, but it feels awkward, and it's like, oh, man, but I didn't reach out to them for so long, and it's kind of awkward now if I reach out to them again. Like, yeah, we had a good time. It was nice to meet them, but it's kind of awkward. Or you tell yourself, well, they have friends of their own now. Um, You know, they're probably fine without me. They have connections. They're good. Um, They probably don't need me to reach out. They don't really care. Um, Or you may think that, they're actually just put on a face for you and they're actually not happy with you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they pretended that they wanted to see you, but they actually didn't. And you start talking yourself out of it. You, you start you know, talking yourself out of reaching back out to that person and picking up that relationship again with that person. Um, even though it could be really easy, just a simple text, whatever, call, um, it would be super easy to connect again, but you don't do it. You talk yourself out of it. And so I feel like in camp, we sometimes treat God like the long-lost friend. And it, it's one of those things where we come to camp and it's like, hey, God, it's great to see you again. We haven't caught up for a while. <laughs> um, and we're almost like counting on that experience with camp. The only thing is we expect camp every year. Like, we know it's coming. It's not like it's a surprise. So, But it's like, oh, God, yeah. I remember my experience last year at camp. It was great. Uh, I have lots of good memories of being with you last year at camp. But, you know, um, what ends up happening is after camp, we get away from camp, and it's like all of a sudden it's Monday the next week, and it's the silence. And Amzie's not up here on stage, you know, helping you worship. Um, Morgan's not up here, you know, encouraging you, um, you know, to read your Bible, pray, whatever it might be, um, and it's awkward, and the silence is awkward, honestly, and it's like, well, I could talk to God, I know I should talk to God, you know you should talk to God, it's like, I know what I got at camp, but mm, this is awkward, God, I don't know if I can press through and talk to you right now, this feels weird, um, oh God, you're probably mad at me. I didn't talk to you for a really long time before camp. I really wasn't, maybe I was talking to you, but I only talked to you like once a week and only really when, it, when I really needed you. And this just feels kind of weird. So I'm not going to talk to you today. And then the next day goes by and the Holy Spirit is like, you should talk to me. I really want to talk to you. Um, you should read your Bible. And what happens? Mm, I can't do it, you know. You don't say this, but this is really literally what you're internalizing. I've been through this myself. Like, mm, God's probably not, probably is fine without me. God knows, you know, Pastor Jordan, Amzie, Morgan, like, they're spiritual. God's getting, you know, a probably real relationship with them. He probably, nah, he doesn't care about me, really. It's all right. Um, and we just continue to push it down. We push that. Um, 
we push that down when the Holy Spirit talks to us to the point of, well, we get to the point of, um, now you can't hear that anymore. And we just kind of block it out of our lives. And then all of a sudden, it's months later, and you're in the same place you were um, before camp. You really haven't moved forward. You're not living it out. And so the main point of this is you can avoid that awkward feeling after camp. Like, it doesn't have to be that way every year after camp. And the way you avoid that is start your relationship with God now. Um, you talk to him, talk to him now, each and every day, start talking to him now. And so that's my challenge to you all is let's not treat God like the long lost friend at camp. Don't let you be, don't let your life be when you get to camp. Don't let it be the long lost friend scenario where, Hey God, you know, this is great. God, it's you. I haven't talked to you in a long time. So amazing. Once again, camp is amazing. Um, good to see you again, God, but it's been a long time, and eventually you drop it again. Um, and I want to say, like, it's not too late. Like, often, I felt this many times in my life, where, as a church kid, I beat myself up all the time on this, where if I'm not praying consistently, if I'm not talking to God consistently, if I'm not reading the word like I know I should consistently, um, I start beating myself up, and I'm just like, oh, it's too late. Like, oh, we only got three and a half weeks to camp? That's too late to really to know God. That's too late to really start praying, and it's going to be fake anyway because I was told to do it, so what's the point? Um, But the fact of the matter is it's not too late. And that's the lie that we end up believing. A lot of times, I think, is that the devil tells us or our mind tells us, oh, you can't really get there before camp. You're not going to, this isn't going to affect camp. Um, This isn't really going to affect your life moving forward after camp. You know, just whatever it might be. Um, But the fact of the matter is, is that you do have time. And God will work with whatever you give him. So, God can take three and a half weeks and make it feel like much. Um, he can speed up the process for you if you really give yourself to it. Um, so I wanted to say that, um, and I wanted to say that, you know, if you already have a consistent relationship with God, and I hope you do, at whatever level you're at, um, think to yourself, how can I step it up? How can I go from um, maybe you have a relationship of uh, you pray to God, I don't know, once a week. Maybe you go to God once a day and you kind of read off. Right. Maybe you read off like something that you pre-made. Maybe it's in the morning. I don't know. But go throughout your day and instead of, um, this is for all of us, like instead of going to our phone during moments of, Silence, or when you're not doing something all the time, like say something to God real quick. Again, it doesn't have to be profound. Like when you talk to God, that's literally praying scripturally. Like we, we, we say you need to pray the word, and that is true. You do. You should pray the word. And there's obviously layers to prayer, you know, as you get further into it that you learn. But at the bare basis of it, you're literally praying scripturally if you simply talk to God about what's going on in your life. 
Like, it's not that hard. Literally, just talk to God about the little things going on in your life. And think about, like, and I was thinking about this, like, think about how your testimony after camp, how it could change based on what you do now before camp. Because a lot of times we go, I hear these testimonies, and there's nothing wrong with them. I've been there, too where we go to camp and it's like, oh, I got a jump start in my spiritual life from God. I'm so thankful for it. Now I'm living for God. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to live my life on fire for God. But why don't we jump start our spiritual life now? And then you don't have to be resuscitated at camp. <laughs> you don't have to, you know, come off that, <laughs> that table at camp, like back to life all of a sudden. Um, instead, put, bring yourself back to life now. I'm thinking of the Evanescence song real quick <laughs> that came to, <laughs> I don't know why, uh, but there, there was, that was for you, Pat. <laughs> That's right. Um, but start that relationship now and don't allow your testimony after camp to be like, oh God, like revived me at camp and brought me back to life and now I'm going to live my life for God. If you start it now you can go further at camp. Like, God will take you further at camp, and you can believe for um, more uh, further things than, God, I just need you to touch me and bring me out of this mire that I'm stuck in, you know, whatever it might be, the ditch I'm stuck in. Um, you can go further, and maybe you can start believing God for, like, what's the next step in my life spiritually? Reveal that to me, Lord. Um, how about this? Maybe believe for somebody else who's like their first time going to camp that they would get an experience with God. Um, maybe believe that at camp um, you'll be able to speak something to one of your friends and help them. Um, you know, things like that. Instead of, God, I just need to be revived at camp. I need to be brought back to life. <laughs> I can't unhear that now, no, that I said that. Um, I need to be brought back to life at camp. Well, let's not have that testimony, you know. I think it's great if that's where you're at. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but at a certain point, especially for those of us who have been a lot of times or been more than once, we should be going further. And camp shouldn't be just a jump start again in your spiritual walk in your walk with God. And the thing I wanted to say is that, um, as I'm starting to close here, you know, as, you, as you're talking to God, leading up to camp, as I'm believing you all will, you know, just bring up camp in your conversation. You don't have to find, like, five scriptures that you're standing on for camp. Like, that's great if you do. Honestly, that's great. But, like, if you don't feel like you can do that, if you feel nervous or if you feel like, oh, I don't know about yeah. all I can do, how spiritual that is. But it doesn't have to be super spiritual. It just be, like, talk to God, like, you know, God, I, I'm thinking about camp right now. And, um, you know, tell him what you're expecting. If you don't know what to expect, there's step one, ask him. Yeah. Literally just ask him, like, Lord, I don't know what to believe for at camp. What should I believe for? And then, you know, you're probably not going to hear the answer immediately. Like, that's the thing. You're not going to probably hear that answer immediately. 
but you just got to start there and just start the dialogue with him. The next day, God, I'm thinking about camp again. I'm just going to start praying about it. I'm just going to start talking to you about it. Holy Spirit, um, you know, I believe you're going to change me at camp. You're going to help me at camp. Um, you're going to help other people at camp. Um, doesn't have to be a long time. Just quick, few minutes, few sentences. You just talk to God. You literally just talked to God. You just, you literally just did the Bible. You told Him a detail about your life, something that's coming up in your life, and there you go. You just did it. It wasn't that hard. It didn't take hours of time. If you spend hours of time in prayer for camp, great. You know that's awesome. But you know, for most of us, we're probably not going to be doing that. It's just literally our day by days, going through, spending a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there talking to God about it. Um, So that's um, my challenge to you all um, tonight. And um, yeah, I really think that's it. Um, So yeah, again, just break through that awkward silence because I guarantee you tomorrow, you know, you start thinking about this again, what I said tonight. And what's going to happen is tomorrow morning you're going to wake up and it's like, oh man, I need to talk to God. You feel that Holy Spirit, you feel your conscience. You may not want to believe it's that, but it's that. You know it, and it's going to come back to you. I need to talk to God, and you're going to be faced with that decision of, are you going to push through that? Are you going to push through the awkward silence of, um, you know, maybe I haven't talked to God much in a long time, or maybe you never have. Are you going to push through that and start talking to God and just start telling them things about your day that's upcoming? Or are you going to push it down and say, mm, no, I'm just going to get on Instagram. Let's just start down the Instagram trail. Let's start down on YouTube. Okay. All right, now Xbox, food, whatever, you know. I know that hit a nerve there with this group. <laughs> Zod, I think I thought of you too when it's when you talked about details of your life. I thought Zod and the details on food. <laughs> like think of that Zod and the details he gives on his food. The details that God wants to know. That's it. <laughs> so that's all I got, guys. Um, I know it was challenging. It challenges me, <laughs> to be honest with you all. Um, so. You know, it's not just all on you, it's on me. i got to live it too. And I think that camp can be, um, again, a lasting experience for us and greater than we've ever experienced before if we go into it, again, with that hookup with God. And then we can go away with um, God afterwards, and then we have the ability to live it because we're hooked up to God. So I'm going to close now. And hopefully it's not raining. Maybe we could go outside. We'll see. Uh, but let's pray. Um, Father, I just come to you tonight, and I thank you um, for these words that I've spoken tonight. Holy Spirit, you spoke through me, I believe, and, and these words have gone into um, their hearts uh, tonight of the young people. And I just pray, Father, that you would stir them up. Holy Spirit, stir them up as they go about their day tomorrow and in the coming weeks here before camp. And just stir them up to talk to you, to have a passion to know you, Father, and to a passion to, a passion to experience you and a passion to um, pray for camp and to experience camp like never before. And um, I thank you for the Father now, in Jesus' name, amen.
Thanks for listening to this message. To learn more about what's happening at the quarry, check us out on social media. Thank you.